This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Thursday. It is the 13th of April 2023. Coming up today, we'll be learning all about Adobe Podcast and more of your feedback. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, how are you? I'm very excited. Is it a feedback episode? Because I'll be honest with you, it's gone a little bit quiet out there. If it's not about AI, then there is no news. And I'm sick of AI at the minute. Are you? <laughs> I'm utterly totally sick of out. it. I'm bored of it now. We've done that. We we had the Twitter phase. Everything was about Twitter. Now everything is about AI. Hang on, I'm just no. checking down this list. So the list of signatories to the app, the letter that that suggests Uh-oh. that OpenAI should, you know, you should should pause operations yeah. for six months. Look I'm under just looking P. Through, so Steve Wozniak. Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk. Uh-huh. Oh, there you are. Sean Priest. Yeah. Sean uh, Priest exactly. Yeah. Now they'll notice. Now they'll take notice of it. Yeah. Co-founder of Shed Productions. <laughs> <laughs> He says no. He says stop the whole thing. I want to get off. Exactly. I just um, want to stop yeah. talking about it. Just I'm do kind of the you same. Like. It's so funny though, right? We were talking uh, yesterday about the whole addiction to smartphones thing, right? And I was talking to you about, you know, how it's, yes, you know, like you spend so much time on these devices. And, you know, I kind of forget about television, right? Because television, as you know, is full of garbage most of the time, right? Most TV channels are just repeats or just nonsense, Right. I swear to God, that gets to a point where we were watching, it was like two in the morning or something, right? We're going through the channels just looking for something to watch. There was literally a show on the television about a woman who had a hippopotamus as a pet. And she would bring it into the house every night. Let me stop you right there. How big (laughs) is her house? It was a house in America. These houses are huge, especially when you go into, you know, the wilder parts of the country. Yes. And... um, you know, they've got the big ranch and all whatever it is. Anyway, she's in there. <laughs> the hippo ranches. The hippo yes, ranch. Well known. I, I have no idea what it was, right? Somewhere in America. Uh, there must have been water nearby. So not the desert. Okay, so we can rule that out. Well done. Thank you. And I, Sherlock Holmes I here. I didn't do geography at school, can you tell? Um, Carry on. But anyway, so, you know, this hippo just wanders through the house. All right. And apparently uh, it loves getting massaged. So that's one thing. And then... For its feed, it likes cornflakes. So you, you see her tipping a, a box of cornflakes corn into its mouth. And it sort of has... And what was funny... I, it's I thought a very this was hungry brilliant. hippo. A very hungry hippo. But, but here's the thing. Very cool as well, because very smart and very aware hippopotamus, right? Because she would tip in the box of cornflakes and half the box would go in and it would, sit, it would almost be like, right enough, munch, 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 munch. Munch, munch, and then open the mouth again and wait for the next half to go in. I don't think I'd have that kind of level of control, if I'm Could perfectly I, honest, if I was a hippo. Can I just say, this sounds like absolutely amazing television. How is this bad? This, sounds this is bad. exactly I what I was talking this. about. This is, this is like the TV equivalent of TikTok. <laughs> no, it's great. What an amazing... Terrible. I was always told that hippos were incredibly dangerous, that one snap of their jaws and they could bite you in half. Oh, yeah. I mean, they will, they will absolutely crush you. Yes. Like a thing that's crushed. Yes, of but, course they will. But the trick is don't get your head in their mouth. No, Simple just cornflakes. Yeah, as long no as you've got cornflakes, you're fine. Exactly. Feed it cornflakes. They seem to be happy. She had it from a baby. So she's a baby hippo. Yes. And then, you know, it outgrew its little cot. And yes, n- then now it has its own house of its own, I think, uh, that it just sort of tramples around. But yeah, that was it. That's what we were sitting watching this at two o'clock in the morning thinking, I'm Amazing. complaining about TikTok. And this rubbish is on television. Can I just clarify? When, he, when Stephen says we were watching this, he doesn't No, we mean, weren't watching it, no. Me and, me and my, him. My wife okay. and I were watching this, yes. My wife and I, yes. My wife we're... and I. Um, so, yeah. That, so, that yeah, sounds I amazing. Take it all back. Great television. I take it all back. TikTok is uh, not the scourge on society. No. Channels showing programs about people who have hippopotamuses for Hippopotami. pets. Hippopotami. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was going to be a guide ridiculous. hippo then. I thought it was going to be a blind angle. I thought, wow. That's 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 pretty cool. I, I, you know, it's funny, right? So people would get out of your way. What kind of animal would be the best to have as a guide if it wasn't a dog? Oh, and I actually do have an answer to this. 
Well, because people, people use horse. Yes, obviously. exactly. Horses, yeah. Horses. Horse no, uh, I should be clear here. Yes. We're talking small horses, like maybe, a, is that a Clydesdale or a Shetland? A Shetland pony. A Scottish horse, basically. Scottish yes. horses are the best. They're tiny of little course. horses. Teeny, tiny little horses. Uh-huh. And uh, you can't ride them, though. Can't do uh-huh. that. I would, that. That would be, to me, that would be perfect. Because that would be like an Uber and a guide dog rolled into one. It would. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, other animals, I can't think of any. Are available. Uh, uh, um, emu. Mags. Emu. <laughs> I remember a thing in the UK years ago, and I swear to you, this was actually, I remember the RNIB in the UK did it an April Fool, uh, where it was, you know, that cats were being trained to become guides. And so oh. many people fell for it. Because, you know, when it comes to the blind world, right, you can believe anything. Yeah, of course. I think I told you my story once about telling someone on a bus that I worked for NASA. Do you remember that story? <laughs> let, me, let me flip through Stephen's stories notebook that I've got here. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I was on a bus, right? And this woman, she says to me, where are you going? And I don't know why. I was just in a particularly mischievous mood this day. And I said to her, oh, I'm going to work at the NASA uh, headquarters. Well, the, the, the local sort of branch office here in Glasgow. <laughs> the Scottish branch. The Scottish branch <laughs> of NASA. And she said, oh, really? And I thought, oh, I've hooked her. So I said, yeah, yeah. I says, I actually uh, work on, um, on the International Space Station. And I, you know the way you start telling a story and you think, this is clearly going to get picked up. And she's going to say, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, At some yeah, point, yeah. she's going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. She said, oh, really? How, how do you do that from here? And I said, oh, it's really... I said, well, obviously, we don't do it from here. I said, I have to fly out to Florida to go to Cape Canaveral to, you know, get on the rocket to go up to... Well, yeah, the, the rocket. rocket. Is it the yeah. rocket? I don't know. Yeah. The, the, the thing right. that takes you up there, right? So... <laughs> you knew all the, all all the, the jargon. All the terms, yeah. I'm, I'm still learning. I'm not, I'm not the pilot of this thing. So... Or whatever it is. Hang anyway, on. was so, this blind aspect ever brought up? Or, or oh, if you let me tell the story. Sorry, See, the thing about story, you're worse I than my wife. Wait. My wife does this wait. as well. She always jumps to the punchline, and I'm like, I was telling you a story. You haven't got to the punchline yet, because you know what it is. But anyway, so it's, it's a true story. That this actually happened. So, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there, and she says to me, um, do you, uh, what do you do? And I said, well, it's, it's interesting, right? I said, because you're probably thinking, <laughs> there's a blind guy want to do an outer space. I'm sure she, that question never entered her mind in That's her life. That's exactly what she thought. That's right. <laughs> yes. She, she, never, she didn't go on that bus that morning thinking, I wonder what blind people would do in outer space, just float around. It didn't anyway. help that you were wearing a space suit at the time, right? <laughs> yes. I must have she found it hard to hear me with the visor on. But um, it was just to, to avoid the smell of the bus, really. That's why I wore it. But um, anyway, so we're sitting there and we're chatting away and she says to me, and I said, I know you think this is ridiculous, right? I said, you know, you probably think this is just absolute nonsense. Why would I blind me? She said, well, and she's trying to then come up with reasons to not, you know, come across as someone who would be the yeah. type of person who would you say, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. like, oh, no, no, I mean, I think most people can do anything they want these days. And I said, well, that's very kind of you to say that. I said, but you're probably wondering what I do. And she said, well, yeah. She said, I guess I am. I said, well, the thing is, right. I said, so you go to the International Space Station. I said, now, have you ever been in a disabled toilet? And she said, uh, no. I said, well, like on a train. Have you been on a, in, a, in a bathroom on a train in the UK? And she said, uh, yeah. I said, okay. So when you go in there, I said, you know, like above, like the, 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 the hot faucet and the cold faucet, there's, there's like Braille there. That tells you hot and cold and you know, maybe tells you where the hand dryer is, maybe tells you where the soap is, and there's Braille there. She said, Yeah. I said, Well, that's my job. I go up to the International Space Station and I make sure it's disability compliant. So all the signs have got the Braille above them. And she said, That's brilliant. I said, It's so that, you know, if other blind astronauts go up there, yeah. they yeah. can. They, they know can, which is you know, the hot tap. They know, where, they know where the hot tap is <laughs> and they know where the blast into outer space button is. Cool. And she said, that's brilliant. She said, honestly, they think of you. everything these days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. I, you know that way you felt, I felt bad for about you took it too 30 far, seconds. Didn't you? Yeah, I, I kind of yeah, thought, you know, she's, and she's probably going to follow me now to find out that I'm just going to McDonald's, um, <laughs> you know, on my way to NASA. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was, um, you're a terrible person. I felt bad about it for about 30 seconds and I moved on with my life. I, I, because the thing is, I've, I've actually given that woman something. I've given her a story to tell every person she now knows. And you know what? If they think we can be astronauts, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Now, you know what's going to happen? Every person is going to go, 
are you talking about? <laughs> of course that's not true. And you're going to embarrass her. You're a terrible oh, person. It's a shocking state of affairs. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> well, you know, us blind people, we've never been embarrassed in our lives, have we? Well, I've never people. talked to people on buses. That's my rule. Shall we talk about toilets instead? Speaking of toilets, actually. Shall we yes. speak about toilets? Because, you know, I do, I do love a good EBB. Yes. An extreme blind blunder. Mm-hmm. And Larry embarrassing. got in touch. Well, I think this one might be classed as extreme, but yes, embarrassing blind blunders. Extremely blunders. embarrassing. Extremely. E-B-B-B. E-B-B. This is getting ridiculous. <laughs> Just stick a hashtag in front of it and hope for the best. Um, here's Larry, who got in touch with us with his E-B-B. Hello. This is Larry Birdsong from Nevada City, California. I wanted to share one of the funniest E-B-Bs I ever had. In uh, 2005, my wife and I were traveling around England and Scotland. Oh. And we were on that fast train from London to Edinburgh. On a bus. And um, <laughs> we went to the dining car for lunch. And on the way back, I had to go to the uh, toilet. So I, there was a handicap at the beginning of this car we were walking through. And it was one I'd never seen before at the time. It was at an angle with big sliding doors, I guess, to help um, people in wheelchairs get in. Mm-hmm. But everybody down the aisle could see into it when it's open. So I'm in there, and I'm feeling around for toilet paper, and I hit the button to open the door. Oh, no. <laughs> and my, my wife is standing out there cracking up. I'm laughing. I start feeling to close the door, and I hit another button, which starts a big announcement along the whole train. Oh, no. uh, handic- person needs assistance in the handicapped toilet. <laughs> so it's blaring out through there and we're laughing and finally get do- my wife gets the door closed and um, we go back to the to where we're seating just cracking up the whole time. Uh-huh. We, we tell that story for the next two weeks in Scotland and another week and a half and we're back in England and practically every pub we went to. So I just uh, thought I'd share it with you. Oh, You're welcome wow. to play it on air, if, unless it's too long to say or something. Oh, uh, no, definitely glad to not. Glad <clears throat> Sean has shed it again. Maybe we Thank need you. to find a fund to get a GoFundMe to uh, <laughs> get a drone so they can deliver food and water to him. You didn't have to worry about going in and out. So really you. Go. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you, Larry. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for sharing. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have to say that is my biggest fear in those bathrooms are those buttons uh, because you hit the wrong one. And, and like you said, the door just opens. There's three are, buttons are people, at the people moment. people aware of these toilets? Are these a UK specific I, I think or? they might be. I don't know what it's like in other countries with trains, but I know that here. So, it, And it's quite a big bathroom. I mean, really, oh, it's huge. And the sliding door is huge as well. He's, he's absolutely right. It's like a no corner on the end of the carriage. And it's just a big sliding door with three buttons on the outside and three buttons on the well, inside. One, one button on the outside, which is the door open, right? Which, which you have to, I always forget what that button is. So, you know, you're always kind of just feeling around feeling the around, door yes, trying to yes. find the... No, there is, there is more, uh, there's two buttons on the outside. Oh, is there? There is a, well, I'm going to get to that in a second. Oh. You, you carry on. No, well, no, no, that's, that, that was well, it, really. it's really interesting Um that Larry said he accidentally pressed the button. So you you open the door using the button outside, go in, and there's three buttons, one to close the doors, one to lock the doors, and one to um, – so that the outside button doesn't work anymore for anyone coming in. Mm. And uh, 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 open the doors button. So anyway, Larry accidentally pressed one of the buttons. Uh, I, it's something I'm so close to doing almost every time. It's a, such a tense situation using a train toilet, one of yeah. those. But the funny thing is that his wife was on the outside. Poor old Larry sat there in the toilet. There is a close button on the outside directly in front of his wife. She could have easily just, as the door was starting to open, pressed the close button. But why would you do that when there's such comedic value? Exactly my point. In, in having fact, your husband sitting on the bathroom <laughs> toilet. On the throne, on I the believe throne. Larry puts it. Yes. <laughs> sitting on the throne 
uh, you know, for the world to see. It's more fun just watching you try to you know, flail around, oh. saying, please find the button that closes the door. <laughs> now, they are sort of embossed, so you can feel. There's two, like, greater than and less than facing opposite directions, yeah. so that's open and then facing each other for close, and the L is embossed. But still, oh, it makes me so nervous using those things. But that's the thing, I- right? This is where technology kind of sometimes gets a little bit ridiculous, like, I get why it's there, it's useful, I get it, but I also think sometimes, isn't it more of a nuisance because the potential for it to go wrong is opposed to just a lock on a door? Yes, you know where you are with a lock on the Exactly. <laughs> is the door locked? <laughs> yes, because I can feel it's locked. Now, I can imagine oh. that there's a reason why they're... The, often the case, I think these things are built before they've ever actually spoken to a disabled person. And... I think, you know, and maybe I'm wrong, I don't know, but I, I just get the impression sometimes this technology, sometimes it's, it's like, remember that story I told you about the, 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 the wonderful story I laughed out loud when I heard it about the, the Americans developing the pen that could write upside down in the space shuttle yes, uh, for the moon landing. And then, you know, the Russians used a pencil. Yes. <laughs> and I just loved that because it was just, it was back to that point about simplicity wins. And you don't need to have a smart answer to everything. And, you yeah. know, I think for a lot of people, you know, having a lock with a sliding door People in wheelchairs can figure that out. I know there's maybe arguments that people could... Yeah, I don't know. But I, I think that on the whole, people could figure this stuff out, right? And you wouldn't necessarily need it to be that smart. I mean, put it this way, I've never been to an accessible bathroom, except on a cruise ship. And actually, I thought it was very smart. On the cruise ship, they had a, a kind of similar thing where you would walk up to the door, and it wasn't even touch-sensitive. This was weird. You just waved your hand in front of the door, and it would open. Um, oh, was there a man there? Or a woman, no. No, no uh, not sure. There was someone there. No, there was no one there. And it was built, it was actually built, the ship was built before COVID, right? But it was kind of incredible to come into fruition at that point because at the time when we got on the cruise ship, it was a year after COVID. And of course, the whole thing was about don't touch anything, right? So the, yeah. oh, apart, from, apart from the Braille everywhere, which I had hands all over. So yeah, that was yes. not ideal. Didn't have floating <laughs> Braille, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, but you know, but this is the kind of thing that we're starting to see more and more of, and it's it can actually be good. But I mean, the downside for me and the, the cruise ship was that you couldn't tell if the door was locked because the light would change colour inside. Oh, that was it, right? At if least in spoken, the train, in yeah. the train toilets, it does say door it does locked. say locked. Yeah, unless yeah. you press the you know unlock button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of Brilliant course, if you've never you used it that. before and you can't see, then you don't know there is actually a lock button. You just assume that when you close the door, it automatically locks. But it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No. Thank you, Larry. Amazing. Just never keep go to the bathroom EBB's in Britain. Going. It's as simple as that. Um, <laughs> EBBs, keep them coming. Uh, we do love them. Uh, let's hear from Lewis. Hi there, Sean. It's good you're back in your shed. Thank you. It's good you're back to normal. Well, whatever normal is. Anyway, with you two, you never know. Okay. You know, like one day after the other, nothing's normal. So, no, that's yeah. true. Um, I'm just uh, calling from Toronto, it's Lewis, and I'm trying to put out the information that somehow AMI uh, was delay- delayed the show for the 6th, in other words, the Thursday show, and I had to call them and let them know that the show wasn't there for in the podcast, yeah. and eventually somebody looked into it and they put it on, which was hey. great because the show that was uh, after you had done your show, like at, at uh, 12 noon, was still the 5th. On the podcast. But anyway, that all got corrected. Yay! Like you guys, you know, things are done. But are they ever done right? Well, who knows? It's anyone's opinion, right? Anyway, keep up the good job, guys. By the way, Stephen Scott, don't yes. be sad. Yeah, okay. I'll mention your name. Don't worry. Keep it up. You two do a pretty good team. Bye. Oh, thank you, Lewis. Oh, I love Lewis. I don't know what to make of that one. Is that a compliment or... You know what? At first, I'll be honest. I was a bit, I was a bit unsure about Lewis. No, I like him. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. And thank you for keeping an eye out and or an ear out and uh, sorting it out for us. Thank Ableist. you. Um, yes, I okay. do apologise. God bless you, Mr. F. I know it wasn't your fault, by the way. Well, how do you know? All right. God, I'm not throwing him under the bus. You throw him under the bus. Well, put it this way. I want to be very clear on this. I have nothing to do with it. Oh, okay. And, so- and, that, and the reason I say that is because if... if and I th- actually, do you know what? I think people know that. Because if they think I was involved in it, We'd never actually get the podcast bit done. No, no. we'd just be recording for ourselves, basically. We I have, even to, go I have out to write the show notes. And I feel, honestly, I feel like someone has asked me to rewrite War and Peace yeah. every time I start writing the show notes. Oh, you do an amazing two paragraphs job. long, 
Well done, you. With the final paragraph being copied and pasted from the previous days. <laughs> bit where I say that. follow, you know, send us <laughs> oh, an email, yeah. right? It's copy and paste that. But the two paragraphs in between, it's like I feel if someone's asked me to write my me- or the memoirs of someone I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. And it is very hard work, and we put a lot of effort into that. God bless no, you, don't. Mr. F. No, we don't. Right, let's move on. Uh, we've got a call from someone who we've been uh, a little bit concerned about. Hi, guys, it's Eleanor. Yay! I'm doing okay, Stephen, and was very touched by your concern. Aww. The reason I haven't been in touch for a while is that my brother in law has just gone through major heart surgery. Aww. But it's all good, and double tap was a great distraction during a difficult time. I'm glad we go for something. The Google Home Smart Speaker Mm -hmm. is another victim of the BBC's decision to remove their contacts from to remove their content from everything except BBC Mm -hmm. Sounds. Yeah. And you can no longer get the BBC radio stations on Lady G. Although, strangely enough, I can still get the World Service News on my morning routine. Google took a stand against the BBC about five years ago when they forced everyone to use BBC Sounds for their podcasts. And although I applaud Google for sticking to their principles, This was one of the reasons I got my first Amazon Echo. Lady A took BBC Sounds on board right away, and it certainly paid off. Lady A also has the amazing Oracle of Light skill from OpenAI. So Lady G has been well and truly left behind. Sean, I'm so glad you've made it back to your shed. Sean, out of the shed was just plain wrong. (laughs) I hope the leg... Uh, actually, I think you get cut off there, Eleanor. So I do apologise. Our system must have cut you off. Um, but listen, first off, thank you so much for getting in touch. I was getting a little bit concerned about you, Eleanor. So I'm yes. so glad you got back in touch to tell us you're okay. Um, and, you know, I'm sorry to hear about your brother. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's just so sad. But I'm, I'm pleased to hear that everything's okay. And I'm glad we were here to distract. distract. That is our job in life, is to distract, distract you, you from, from reality. Seriousness. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And thank you. And I'm, I'm, yes, the leg is getting there. It's getting better. Thank you. It's a slow process, but I'm doing well. So Are you getting you. out of the really shed? Good. Okay, because I know you're having problems. You were, you're okay getting in, but you couldn't get, get out. I can't get down the steps. I do need to call for assistance. Or right. Yes, it's it's not. Oh, I'm getting there. It'll be fine. It'll all be fine. I'm more interested in uh, OpenAI on the yeah, Lady A. Oracle of Light. Oracle of Light. I, I didn't know that. I will check I th- that out I feel, immediately. I think Eleanor mentioned this before because I vaguely remember this coming up in conversation somewhere. But you know what? Eleanor makes a great point. What is happening with the Google Home system? They, they announced, uh, I saw a, a message that I didn't read the story, but I, I saw a, a headline which was Google were to discontinue a number of Nest products. But I imagine that's older ones. But it does seem like, mm. is Google doing its thing again? Will they just start shutting things down just, and saying, ah, do you know what, we're bored of it. This, well, I feel sometimes Google treats technology the way I treat technology, which is, I'm bored of it now. Throw it in a drawer. MacBook M2, get lost. <laughs> Had enough. Give well, me my Lenovo bag. <laughs> I, 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 stop it. That's what I, I feel got, like, I mean, that's what I'm doing at the minute. You know, I, I think, you know, is that what's going on here? Because, I mean, okay, the BBC sounds thing, for That's listeners a in the UK, decision. it is. Yeah, and for listeners in the UK, I think I think this is applicable in, in other parts of the world as well. But um, the BBC sounds things interesting because basically, because they've built their own little world, the BBC sounds app essentially, and I guess the skill now uh, for the Amazon Echo. You know, the the ecosystem of the Amazon Echo allows for that kind of change to happen, so they can you can enable that skill. The problem is you can't really do that. It doesn't seem with Google. So, it's indeed, the HomePod. 
Or indeed the HomePod, yeah, because it's the same problem. Although I yeah. think the problem is people have got such low expectations of the HomePod anyway, they don't <gasps> even bother. I dare I mean, you know I'm terms the of biggest audio, champion. Not, not in, term, not in terms no, of audio right. quality, but in terms right. of its you know, Siri capability. Yes. Um, but with the Amazon Echo, yeah, I mean, they've, they've won this one because, you know, a lot of people, I mean, I saw someone today just tweeting a um, former technology uh, reporter for BBC who, who tweeted out saying, you know, I've used my Google for years to listen to BBC content. And now I'm off to buy an Amazon Echo. You know, so. Yeah, but who's forced that? I mean, that's, that's the BBC making that decision to do that. And let's be fair, with the uh, Lady A skill. But they're not alone. They're not alone, no, though. No, no, a lot, yeah, a lot but, of companies are starting to build their own worlds. You know, what happened yeah, originally was all the... of the listener, because that, that BBC sound skill, you're not allowed to play it in multiple rooms anymore. That mm. doesn't work. That stopped working ages ago. So I can't say play BBC whatever downstairs. Right. It won't do it. There's limitations to it, and that's because of the BBC's design of that. It's really strange. I, I, I don't know why they've done it that well, but I do. They want to keep it all in-house, but it's... It's not great to the end user. But it is starting to become the norm. I see a lot of the content companies who are now basically putting their content, not even behind paywalls, but just into a walled garden. And the problem yeah. is that the, the products like Google just doesn't seem to have the capability to to take on that kind of walled garden approach. It's almost like it has to be open, uh, which I guess is a good thing. But then the problem is if it's not open, like the BBC content isn't, and it's inside its own walled garden – then you need something like the Echo because it has the ability to, you know, put that into a skill. Well, it doesn't. Obviously, the BBC does that. But, but, yeah, but then you know, Google so do, the do as well. But there must be something more behind this. I mean, are Amazon paying for the BBC Sounds service to be there? Because you don't have to actually install the skill. It comes uh, built in, like first party. Like TuneIn does the TuneIn service. You don't you have sure? to install that because it's no, yeah, absolutely. It's it's I thought it was built a skill. In. I'm sure I had to sign in to my skill to, to well, make it work. Well, you do, you do. But what I'm saying is, it's there. You do need to sign in, but you don't have to actually enable the skill itself. So mm, it's, I'm not so sure about that one. All right, I don't okay, know about that then. one. I think you have to if enable you know, it. Well, no, you don't. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't think you had to enable it. Oh, no, sorry. I think you had to yeah, enable it right. at one Thank point. <laughs> Well done. Perfect. <laughs> a little slip there. Um, <laughs> listen, stick around because we're going to be joined by uh, the lovely Janine Stanley next. Uh, she is sent in a demo for us. Uh, actually, lots of you have been sending in demos. I've got to say thank you so much to those of you who have been sending Amazing. in your demonstrations. We're getting more of those on air soon. But we're going to be focusing on Adobe Podcast. We talked about this before. We'll talk about it more next here on Double Tap. Stay right there. Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. We'll be right back. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. Okay, let's talk about Adobe Podcast. So you might remember last week we played you a clip I mean, this week, actually, I can't even remember. I think it was last week. <laughs> last week, come to <laughs> Honestly, last the week. days just merge into one for me. Uh, but, yeah, I think it was last week we we played in a clip of Andre Louis, uh, the blind musician, talking about, well, actually, not even talking about, but just demonstrating how Adobe Podcast works. It's a website where you can upload audio to and you can switch on the Adobe Podcast feature and it will essentially wipe out all the background noise. So he was in the bathroom. He was, you know, he had a, a train, I think, go by. He stood next to a fan and, you know, all those things. And he was able to turn on this feature and it just completely wiped out the background sound, which was very clever. Now, it's not perfect, I think we'll agree, um, but his demonstration showed what's possible for sure. And Janine Stanley, long-time listener to our show, and, of course, wearing her own fedora today, not the Ira fedora. No, her audio fedora. Audio today. production fedora, yep. Uh, yep. which is a beautiful colour of uh, purple. Let's just yeah. say that. Uh, audio. Purple. Maybe she'll tell yes. us. Uh, but yes, this is <laughs> this is Janine's demonstration uh, of using Adobe Podcast. Hi, Stephen and Sean. I am going to demonstrate for you today the Adobe Podcast features. Adobe has something new that they're calling Podcast. It is giving us a number of features that we can play with, but probably the most amazing one and the one that's free right now is um, a fix for your audio. I'm going to play a little piece of audio to show you what this will do. So here we go. Hi, Double Tap the Gang. I am recording this note from my bathroom. 
I know, no eye recalls, trust me. But I'm recording this because we have a nice <laughs> echoey space in here, and I'm going to demonstrate how the Adobe Podcast cleanup feature works. So hopefully you will hear this, and then you will hear the cleaned up version of this. So there we go. That's pretty horrible. I did that on Just Press Record using the Just Press Record app and my iPhone. So that was just no microphone, no nothing. I'm going to go to the website podcast.adobe.com and I am using a MacBook Pro and the Chrome browser. Podcast Adobe Podcast Beta Banner. And you'll notice it says Adobe Podcast Beta. So all of this stuff is beta. I assume you can also sign up to get in on the beta here, which I have done. And I'm just going to go down through this page. Quick tools. Give feedback. Profile. End of banner. AI-powered audio recording and editing. All on the web. AI-powered editing. And the AI comes in, I guess, on the cleanup feature really, really well. An audio tool for people with stories to tell. Request access. That's what you would click on if you wanted to be part of the beta. Our vision. We have big plans for the future of audio. Play. And this is a video that you can play, and I'm just going to skip past it here. 100 mute and show more media collapsed. No descript play icon. Appears to say, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. And it's funny because when you invited me on the show, I thought you were joking. I definitely edit words, not waveforms. Now, that particular bit of speech that you just heard that sounded like a conversation, that is apparently what you're going to get to be able to edit with. This is a service where you can edit a transcript and it will take it out of the audio theoretically. So that will be interesting to play around with. Powered by Adobe Premiere Pro speech to text technology, Adobe Podcasts lets you easily edit audio using a transcript. Yeah, what they said. Remote recording. And here's the remote recording feature. This is sort of like CleanFeed. If anybody has worked with CleanFeed out there, this is very much like it, I think, or will be. Recording with others is as easy as sharing a link. Everyone's audio is recorded in high quality locally. Then Adobe Podcast syncs it back together in the cloud automatically. No description available. Are powered audio? Enhanced speech increases clarity by removing background noise and sharpening your voice's frequencies. It makes it sound as if everything was recorded in a professional studio. And that's what we're going to be testing today. Try it out. Get mic checked. So you can get a mic check here, and this actually is accessible, believe it or not. You can you it takes some arrowing around and whatnot, but it is accessible. It does give you readouts on your gain for your mic and a couple other settings for the mic, so believe it or not, it is accessible. The mic check AI knows how a good mic setup should sound and tells you the steps to make sure yours is crystal clear. Try it out. Appears to say, distance to microphone to close gain, less gain, background noise, too far more gain. And in that graphic, it shows all the things it's going to measure that it read out there. Like I said, this is still free, uh, and it is totally accessible. I've gone back up to the Try It button for the audio cleanup, and we'll now input our file and see what we get. Podcast Adobe Podcast Beta, banner, quick tools, give feedback, and, and remove noise from voice recordings with speech enhancement. End of banner. Alrighty, here we go on the page, just arrowing down now through the page. Speech enhancement makes voice recordings sound as if they were recorded in a professional studio. Here an example of enhanced speech. And here you can hear the example. Button. I'm just going to pass by this. Sample MP3. Unchecked. Enhanced speech. No description available. Drag and drop audio. MP3 and WAV files only. One hour and 500 megabytes max upload. Okay, I'm just going to hit the space bar on that upload button. And this should give me the standard dialog Sidebar, box. Downloads, arrow, vertical column view. Error underscore double tap original Adobe podcast test wav. Okay, so there's our original podcast Adobe podcast test. vertical line AI. Now, what this does on Mac, it throws you back up into the status bar once it's done button. that. So I'm just going to... Adobe Podcast Vertical Banner. Podcast Adobe Quick Tools. Back in here. And hit button. Sample M. Unchecked. Enhanced speech. Enhance. Enhanced speech. Okay, I'm going to go past the sample. Enhancing speech. Button. Double tap original Adobe Podcast. Checked. Enhanced speech. Upload another. Download. And we have the enhanced speech, and then we have a download button. I'm going to go ahead and hit the download. Download complete. Double tap original Adobe Podcast test. Enhanced wav. And you'll notice it adds enhanced to the title. Amadeus Pro. So we're now going back over here to Amadeus Pro, which is what I was playing these in. And we have this one. 
Hi, Double Tap Gang. I am recording this note. Okay, and let me open the new one. Ready? Hi, Double Tap Gang. I am recording this note from my bathroom. I know, no eye recalls, trust me. But I'm recording this because we have a nice echoey space in here, and I'm going to demonstrate how the Adobe Podcast cleanup feature works. So hopefully you will hear this, and then you will hear the cleaned up version of this. And there we go. That's the cleaned up version. Now, that may not be exactly like you want it to sound for your podcast. I'm wearing a different headset and mic today, and it's not sounding great to me. But at least it took out all of that echo, all of that background stuff and uh, it actually does a pretty good job. So if you're doing like a quick recording or you need to clean somebody up who is part of a podcast, this is a fantastic service. I believe you can only do a certain amount per hour. I know that this one, I once I uploaded this once, I had to come back an hour later to do it again. So there are some limitations, but um, this is pretty amazing, actually. Pretty impressive. And I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of the beta, the part that mimics clean feed in the remote recording, and also the part where you can actually edit the transcript and have that edit the audio. That's going to be really interesting. So that is a look at podcast adobe.com wow it's amazing (laughs) don't we just have the best listeners i mean you know we had andre showing us what what it could do the results of it and then janine comes along and shows us exactly how to do it absolutely fantastic and i was blown away by that demo because that is so hard to do to get rid of that that acoustic of the the room the echo and the way it did it was really impressive you know, as exciting as that is, and, and trust me, it is exciting and it's, it's brilliant what it's capable <laughs> on a website, right? But yeah. the idea of being able to edit audio using, uh, you know, a, 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 essentially a text document. I'm against it. <laughs> Will someone please think of the jobs when it comes to AI? That's what I oh, keep saying. See, now he's interested. <laughs> now he's interested in whose job's going. Selfish. Um, you know what? I think this is going to be an interesting time. It's going to be a really interesting time with this kind of stuff. I mean, but it has to be accessible. That's the bit that's kind of. Yeah. I've tried examples of this before. Now, the one I tried was on Otter, and Otter.ai, which I think actually uses OpenAI's capabilities. Or maybe maybe I'm wrong with that, but I, I've seen it advertised through OpenAI, so it, might, it may be partnered with it. But what happens is you have this text document on the screen, which you can arrow through. And you can certainly get through with JAWS or VoiceOver or whatever. The problem is that you're actually having to play the the original audio file with it in order to edit it. So you have two voices talking at the same time. You've got your ah. own voice and then the, the, the script voice. And you know having to be able to navigate that and edit it, that's a challenge. So I'll be interested to see how companies deal with that. Because they're essentially saying what you'll be able to do here is edit the audio with text, right? So you just, you know, essentially just select a word or a sentence and delete it. But how do we do that? That's the bit that intrigues me. How are we going to be able to do that? Well, the the trick is not to play the original audio as you're editing the text, right? And then there must be some sort of keyboard shortcut you could play to play the edit that you just made to check it. Hmm. Um, But it's definitely, yeah, look, fantastic. Anything that can make it more accessible. I mean, audio editing in general. I'm all for it. Fantastic. But I think the more interesting thing is typing in words that weren't said originally and having them said in the <laughs> in the cloned voice. That's the Descript thing. Yeah. So Descript yeah. can do that. You upload your voice. It essentially clones your voice. And then you can, I mean, it works well with short text. So say, for example, you if I said the phone number to call us in on one eight seven seven eight zero four. Four five six seven, and you said actually, Stephen, it's eight oh three four five six seven. Yeah, I could you you could edit that by just changing the four to a three in the text. Absolutely, and it will actually then replay with me saying eight oh three as if I said that the right way first time round. It means Ah, it means in the future, Sean, I'll never be wrong. We'll never make a mistake, and that's a cast iron guarantee. 
It's not a cast iron guarantee. God bless uh, you, Mr. F. Because That's remember, not a cast iron guarantee. Remember, people are still behind the AI. So, you know, and uh, we are uh, those people. So, yeah, uh, okay. it, we're doomed for failure at every turn. Um, <laughs> That's but, great. As long as Adobe <laughs> work on their accessibility, Adobe, I haven't forgotten about you. Oh, goodness, then, yeah. Then, that, that, then fantastic. And Adobe actually did demo. I think we're one of the first companies to demo voice cloning way back. Mm. And it was really impressive then. So I've got no doubt whatsoever that they will be adding this functionality into that transcript editing. It's It's going going to make editing just so much more easy for people. And, you know, it will become something that anybody can do. You know, and and you think about that. I mean, so, for example, I remember the days when I used to, one of my jobs I did when I was started out in radio was creating advertising for people. So radio adverts. So what I would do is I'd contact a voiceover, we'd Mm. connect up over ISDN, at his wow. home studio, which cost a fortune in those days because you had to get this very specific system in place. The machine that yep. you had to connect with cost thousands of pounds and you'd have to hook up to that. You'd have to have one at your side. They would have to have one. You would connect over this connection, which would give you studio quality sound. And it was very good. I mean, you, you would convinced you were sitting next to the person, which is no different to where we're at today. Yes. <laughs> um, but then you had to have all this fancy kit in the way that cost thousands and special lines installed. And... Um, he would then record the 30-second ad, which they would then, you know, record from their side. You would capture it on your side. And then you would edit that with the music and everything else. Nowadays, you could pretty much do that yourself with this kind of technology. Because you can clone, you can create a, well, you can clone, you can just choose a voice. I mean, Eleven Labs lets you just build a voice. Yeah. The one you want, the the the, the tone, the style, the ethnicity, the gender, the, the age, everything can be chosen, and yep. you can just create that sound. And, and you know, you think, God, all these voiceover artists. So I remember I used to say, you know, they always worried about, you know, what the future. Would be. I, I remember the biggest fear voiceovers had, and we're only talking twenty years ago, if even that. The biggest fear voiceovers had that I used to work with were people who would do it. For less, like people Hello, who Fiverr. do, like, well, well, pre <laughs> pre Fiverr, yeah, but but yes. that kind of thing. So people would say, "Oh, I, I can do a voiceover because I can speak and I've got a microphone and I've got the ability to record." And that was the biggest fear then. Now, no wonder voiceovers are terrified because yeah. that industry is probably finished in about ten years, mm. maybe even five years. We will see. What Let's be the, honest. Uh, yeah, how good the voices get. I'm not convinced quite well, yet. Not that bad at the moment. Um, no. Okay, let's move on because I want to bring in this clip. Uh, this is a piece of audio sent in to us from the illustrious Michael Babcock, who loves to send us little snippets of audio. So uh, here's his latest. So let me tell you a little story real quick. Back in 2022, I think, I don't even know what does time mean anymore, I decided that I wanted to track my water intake. And that went fairly well, especially with the use of some NFC stickers and automation. And then Michael just got bored with the whole process. That's what they need to do. Gamify this, people. Just saying, if you want me to track more statistics, gamify it. And maybe I'll do it. But this was my first introduction to audio charts. So if you look up the WaterMinder app, I think it's a dollar or something like that, and you pick that up. When you start tracking data in your WaterMinder app, you can review that data either in text or via the use of an audio chart. So just want to drop that in there as another piece of feedback related to the audio charts. Love it. And uh, it's always amazing to discover new things and tools that we've used for years. Now, that's interesting. Now, he's actually talking there about audio graphs, and he does clarify that in the email follow-up. He says, I'm really, oh, I'm t- not audio charts, I'm talking about audio graphs, which is... Yeah, we've, audio charts we've makes more sense. Right? It actually does. Audio, graphs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. audio charts does make a lot more sense, actually. Um, but this is interesting. So he's talking, obviously, about his intake of water during the day. Now, I'll be honest with you, I am... I am not a competitive person. That's my problem in life. I'm not competitive. Yeah. So, you know, someone says, you know, you used to get those notifications of the watch. Oh, Sean's done a workout. And that would maybe spur people on to be Why like, you- oh, maybe I should do a workout. I remember getting those all the time from you when you were in that yep. gym. You, it would yep. be like, oh, Sean's done a workout. And my wife would say, oh, does, does that not spur you on? And I'm like, no. No, I couldn't care less. I, I just, I'm not competitive in any way. Well, you should I be. don't care. I can drink more water than you. 
Good for you. Enjoy it. <laughs> you enjoy flooding your kidneys over there while I have a healthy intake of water. Oh, you're no fun. I know I'm not. But I will say, you know, I have got myself one of those hydrate bottles, H-I-D-R-A-T-E, I think it's the spelling, hydrate, which is the smart water bottle. And, you know, you can fill that up and it will track your water intake Coffee. over the course of a day. Yeah, well, you can put you can put hot drinks in if you want, uh, but you have to tell it that. Booze. I think, and I think the reason they tell you you have to tell it different drinks is because, you know, coffee and tea they are diuretics, so those obviously mean you're not getting actually the amount of water input as you really need. Correct. Um, but you know, when it comes to drinking water, you can chart it. It also goes into your health app as well. So on if on Apple, I guess on Google, there's a, a similar. I mean, not that anyone would know, but you know, I'm sure there's a similar <laughs> app for Android out there, if that's still a thing. Stop and um, so. <laughs> Digging a hole. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, you could go into your health app, you could track your water. I mean, I, I think the problem is that it's we all start off with great intentions with this stuff. But, you know, very quickly, we just get bored seeing the results. And I don't know, you know, it just comes a point where you think I, I, it's it maybe gets you interested for the first five, ten minutes, maybe first few weeks. But then what, you know? You say that with anything. I always get bored after five minutes. Absolutely fine. Um, but the, the cool thing I know is, your partner Sarah says that. But yeah, that, yeah. stop it. The I ability think that, I think that was, I think that was I twelve minutes. You, can't believe you went there. The <laughs> the ability to actually <laughs> listen to the audio chart. I'm going to use that term because it makes more sense. Um, yeah, that's that's a big accessibility feature. I, I kind of yeah. Eh, yeah, it's cool and everything. But actually, in this sort of use case, it makes a lot of sense. So yeah, I think I think it's safe to say you poo pooed it. I, I will. Do you know what, Stephen? I'll, I'll agree with you. I did poo-poo it. You did? I, maybe I prematurely poo-pooed it. There. I, I hope no one just tunes in just at this moment. Because <laughs> to hear that sentence... Can I just say, also, <laughs> talking of NF... I'm moving on. Um, <laughs> I would. And, uh, is it NFC, I want to say? NFC tags. Um, yeah, yeah. Automation. And we were talking about... Um, is it Claire? And her uh, charge me, charge me automation. Yes. I, I was looking through Apple shortcuts under the automation tab, and there are quite a few different things in there, like when I connect to Wi-Fi, when I connect to Bluetooth. And one of them is when I tap a specific NFC tag. Um, I've never really looked into these before, and I'm wondering, I wonder how useful that could be. Um, you know, you tap your phone on a, a NFC tag that you place somewhere and it could trigger an action whatever that could be i'm quite interested in that and i think you can pick up nfc tags pretty cheap as well so i may well, look talked, into that we've talked about this for labeling right so i mean even a very simple yes. thing like tap a tag and you know because i always think about my plugs in the wall and i always think i really excellent point want to label them and you know part of me thinks braille i'll just get i've got my braille labeler and i could do that but you know i did try it once and then I remember, so 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 silly. But I, you know, yeah. I, let's just what? say it was an Apple adapter. Yes. It got a little bit warm, and then the thing fell off. Oh, okay. So not All ideal, right. right? So you know, maybe an NFC sticker would last longer. I don't but know. You got to still stick it on, yes. Uh, but you know, the, the point is. That would be easier, right? Because you'd have to get down on the floor to feel all the the labels, you know. If, especially when my plugs are all, you know, buried out the way, <laughs> so that would be a problem. But having the NFC tag, I could just throw the phone down there or put the phone down there and say, right, okay, what's this tag? What's what's on that? And I think that could be quite useful. And like you say, if it's able to read out that information when you tap this tag, say this, which is essentially creating the label, right? Yes, yeah. Then yeah. that would be it. I mean, it's kind of. I think that's what. What I love about that, you know, what clear, what I saw from Claire with that shortcut when, you know, the, the phone gets a certain charge level, it kind of shows you what's capable. I think this is the problem. Sometimes these things feel very onerous or they, they feel a little bit out, outside your reach sometimes. Almost seems a bit pointless as well. You know, you think, well, what am I going to do with this? I'm also a bit confused. And Michael, please come back and tell us, what, what were you doing in terms of NFC tagging when it came to water consumption? Were you tagging yourself? Yeah. Tagging your kidneys? Yeah, every time every time I drink water, tag my kidneys. I, I don't understand what what were you doing <laughs> there. I, I was trying to work out what that's all about. We need about. more info. Maybe maybe he tags maybe maybe it's a cup. So maybe he has a cup and he has an NFC tag on it. Every time he drinks out of it and he finishes the cup, he tags it and then it adds an amount to the. But that sounds to me again like he's kind of recreating what that hydrate water bottle is doing 
in itself. Just buy the water bottle, Michael. That's the answer to everything. All right. Well, Get the nice, smart water bottle. Nice to attack our guests and listeners. Uh, well done, you. Carry on. <laughs> Don't shout it. Be below. But this is, it's that, well, it's the pen that can write upside down versus the pencil again, right? I mean, you know, simple <sighs> ways to do things. Yes, absolutely. Or simpler, I would maybe say. Uh, but this is just really interesting. I mean, it kind of shows, again, how smart tech can be useful. I mean, you know, one hand, some things can feel a little bit over the top. On the other hand, some things can just be totally on point and yes. actually can help. Practical. Yeah. I mean, the whole kind of tracking of food and water, we seem to be obsessed with doing that these days. Uh, I think, again, when AI starts really kicking in, I, again, I just keep thinking to actually be my eyes. I think you about, you know, AI. Apple Glass, if that was to come in, you know, and it's able to see what you're eating and it can therefore just automatically just, like, ingest all of that information. Ingest. Uh, like that. You yeah, know, they could just go, oh, he's having another Mars bar. Right, okay. Yes. Log it in, you know. And then eventually, okay. wouldn't it be great if it got to a point where it just said no to Mars bars? It was like, you know, if you tried to order them on Amazon, it'd be like, no, you've had too much. Yeah, little electric shock. Yeah, yeah well, no, I, I think that's maybe pushing it, but yeah. Yeah, no, I think that'd be a good idea in your case. <laughs> the negative be. reinforcement. <laughs> Is that um, unless I enjoy the electric shock, in which case uh, I'm ordering a lot of Mars bars all of a sudden. Uh, listen, that's it for today. Uh, tomorrow we are joined by Carrie Morales. She is a Carry on Accessibility on Clever. YouTube and on TikTok and on various other places as well. She's on to talk with us. She's joining us for the full show tomorrow to talk all about her love of, oh. wait for it, Android. Oh, oh you're going to love that show. Oh, She's a terrible. special guest. Can I take tomorrow full show of Android. Hooray. Oh, dear. Oh, well, can't wait. Anyway, that on the way tomorrow. <laughs> How to sell it. Wow. That's coming up tomorrow on Double Tap. Uh, for today, though, thank you so much for your feedback as always. Feedback at doubletaponair.com is how you can get in touch. You can call us one eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven. We're back tomorrow. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-TV every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.